She Said, He Said is sponsored by Times Media Company and Lee Enterprises. Our show is recorded each week at Creative Space Place Studios in Hobart, Indiana. You're listening to She Said, He Said with Karen and Jerry Davidge, a potpourri of everything that has to do with relationships and the baggage that comes with it, because there's a lot to unpack. Welcome to She Said, He Said with Karen and Jerry Davidge. I'm Karen, and this um, is my husband, Jerry. I'm Jerry. How are you doing? Welcome Thanks to today's show. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Yes. On today's show, we're going to dissect a date, kind of the anatomy of a date, uh, because we've all had dates that went left, went sideways, went bad. You have the best of plans, and things just don't work out, right? You've oh, had, yeah. I've had one, one she's had one, you've had We've all had that. But sometimes dates can happen organically, and they just blossom. You didn't expect it. Mm-mm. And we're going to dissect exactly what happened on a re- recent date that we had that we didn't expect anything to go right. <laughs> We really didn't, and, and, and it kind of turned out really well. Yes, it did. And we hope it, you know, if you did it too, of course, we want to hear from yours as well. Oh, yeah. We'd love to hear about really great dates and kind of lousy dates. Yeah, we too. like those to do the lousy dates, even more juicy, more gossipy for those. <laughs> what it was is last week I was looking for a simple movie. I read a review in a newspaper story. Newspapers, yes. I read a newspaper movie review about a movie called Past Lives. Mm-hmm. Didn't know anything about it. Uh, didn't know where it was playing, nothing at all. It just looked intriguing to me. It's about uh, this couple from uh, Korea, initially from Korea, and then uh, the, the woman in the lead character, she uh, immigrated to New York City. As a child, she as and a her child. family moved, immigrated to the United States. They were 12 years old. Uh, the story is like every 12 years in this um, these two people's lives. And, and how they kind of Every 12 years, they kind of came into each other's lives, and it culminated into a final scene. We don't want to give it away. Can't give it away, You might want to see it. It's a a beautiful, quiet movie. Is that a, a good way to say it? It is for sure. So I read this review, and part of the review said, Since its debut at Sundance in January, Past Lives has accrued slow rolling, deserved hype as the year's first great movie. Yes. First great movie. And I go, mm-hmm. wow, this sounds just wonderful to see. Yeah. So I pull it up, doobity doobity doo, you know. Is it playing at the Cinemark? Yeah, Malpo, is it going to be you know? like somewhere in the region, somewhere close and handy? And no, it's no, not, of course. course. Not, no. It's playing at the Alamo Brick House, no, Draft House, Alamo Draft House Cinema in the Wrigleyville section. Of Chicago. And when we say the Wrigleyville section, we mean right across the street from Wrigley Field. From Wrigley Field, yeah. So right I, across. So I thought, ah, I don't know, is it worth an hour and a half drive? And then you have the parking and you have everything else. And you have to, oh, it's a kind of a whole it's day a thing. thing. It's a it's whole a thing. thing. So we didn't know if we should do it or not. So I finally did it because I thought, I really want to see this movie. It's kind of fun. We've never been to the cinema. Any excuse to go to Wrigleyville sounds great to me. Well, hold on. You say we've never been to the cinema. We have. We've been no, to the that movies, cinema. that movie theater. Yeah, Alamo Drafthouse Cinema yes. in Wrigleyville. I've never been there. And that was point. quite an experience in itself. Yeah, we can get back to that later. So either way, got the tickets online. Sounded great. We're going to make kind of a day of it. Yeah. Right? Trek into Wrigleyville, hang out, walk around, all that kind of good mm-hmm. stuff. Feel the vibe. Then, the night before this happened... We just happened to be watching the news. And and the news said, hey, don't come into town, especially don't come into Wrigleyville. If you do, take public transit because... Dead and Company is coming to Wrigley Field that night. Second of two sold-out shows. And they did an aerial shot, a live shot of Wrigley Field, and it was nothing but people. Yeah, tie-dye, mass humanity uh, for the Dead and Company show. And we're like, wait a minute, isn't that movie theater like right across the street from Wrigley Field? Field. Isn't that where we're going to be? Do I cancel? Do I try to restructure the date? Do we go another weekend? What do we do? 
Turns out we just said, what the heck, let's just make it work somehow. So we got parking instead of Wrigleyville because a parking spot was 200 bucks. 200 bucks. It was between 100 and 200 if you wanted to get a good spot. And you know, or a spot. So a shout out to my brother Mitch. My brother Mitch um, knew that we were going to go. And just to help out, he says, hey, take the train, get on the red line, drops you right off there. And that's absolutely right. So people that are listening or watching and you're yelling at your radio, you're yelling at your your iPad like, hey, dum-dums, take the train, drop off at the red line. But that's not how we do things. Because I love to drive, and I don't care where the drive is. I don't care if it's Manhattan, San Francisco, or Dallas. L.A., Dallas, <laughs> Chicago. It did not, did not matter. I wanted to drive. So yes. we drove. We parked in the Lincoln Park neighborhood of Chicago instead mm-hmm. for that day. Our favorite spot. And then we relocated for the, later that night. Mm-hmm. Point is, we make it into Lincoln Park, no problem at all. Got the, my favorite parking spot there. It's twenty bucks inside of a Target garage. Yes, there's a it's Target there. It's right by there. everything. Yeah. And then we just drove uh, up, actually up north to mm-hmm. Wrigleyville, a twenty-minute drive, easy to get easy to. Easy until you get to the heart of where we're supposed Boom. to be, which was they had barricaded. Um, yeah, they closed the streets. They threw off my plans. They threw yeah. off. They, they closed the North Clark. They closed mm-hmm. Belmont for a while, the police, that is. So we didn't know what to do, but we finally got there. We're driving around. There's deadheads everywhere. We needed a parking spot. We needed to at least get somewhere. We needed to get in that to parking our garage. parking garage. Yeah, right across the street from Wrigley. <laughs> right. And Literally. we didn't know what we were going to do. And how do we get there? And we thought we drove past a gentleman who uh, had a little sign saying $50 park here. Easy in and out, fifty dollars parking. Tempting, here. very tempting. Tempting, didn't do it though. No, because I'm didn't. stubborn. Because yes. I'm going to get the ten dollar parking spot that I was promised from the cinema place. Yes. So as we were being, um, this um, gentleman was directing traffic. We were supposed oh, yeah, to like a cop turn security to our guard right. right there in the intersection. Yeah. Jerry says, "Yeah, I'm going to ask this guy to see if I can get through." I'm like, "There's no way he's going to let you through." Yeah, and he didn't look really happy to. No, to no. Hear would me. you? Would you want to direct traffic at a deadhead or dead yeah. and company concert? But I, I pulled right up to him in the car, and he said, "I have tickets to the to yeah, the Alamo Theater right there, right there. How, right there. How can I get right there? I need to get just there through all these people and barricades. And miraculously, the officer said, oh, "Come on back." And he opened, opened up the barricade. He opened the barricade. We're driving down like Waveland. We were driving. We're, there's just people everywhere, and you were driving what, like a yeah, miles and yeah, an hour. Yeah, it was hour. ridiculous. And I just thought, this is. I'm just creeping through. This it's very nuts. surreal. We're gonna hit somebody. Yeah, and other cops are looking at us, going, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, I said that guy let us in, you know, <laughs> and. Um, and I, I'll say this, I, I say this all the time, but you have nerves of steel and the patience of a saint because I would have just balled up and I would have taken the train and it's dropped the off at the red line. the challenge of driving. <laughs> I love the drive. So, so we, we found the uh, cinema parking but garage. But we weren't sure if that was the right parking no, garage. No, we didn't know because we don't know anything because we're idiots. And because the Karen guy says, just yeah, that's just over people. here. So he just kind of like, yeah, throw it over there. So we're like, okay. So we just drove into the first parking garage we saw and it's there was a sign, $100. Straight, hundred dollars to park in the so that, that, garage. So I made a big mistake. We're I screwed like, up. Oh we're gonna pay hundred bucks so for parking. So our hearts were just sunk. We're like, wow. But we went in. We just went well because we had we no were, choice. We had no choice. There's nowhere else to go. Yeah, we. we everything is barricaded. People are everywhere. It's big mess. So we're like, oh boy, what are we gonna do? We didn't even know where we were. We didn't because we'd never been to this. Place but before. we parked. We got in second floor, and then we saw the beam of light from heaven come down, and it said, 
the Alamo, Alamo Draft, Draft House, House and Cinema, Movie Theater, yeah. or something like so that. So we knew we had the right garage. It worked out fine. Yes. But we had like 45 minutes to an hour to blow. So what we did, we walked outside after we parked and mm-hmm. just soaked up this vibe of Wrigleyville for a Dead & Company show. Mm-hmm. And it was the coolest vibe. It was. I mean, we didn't want to go see the show. Like, not Ooh. one part of us wanted to go inside no. Wrigley Field to see the show. But no. But kudos to you if you were there. Yeah, if you're a deadhead. If you're a deadhead, yeah, head, I'm sure they you. put on an excellent show. And we know they did because we heard it. Oh, yeah, we, we did. Heard we yeah. heard it, yeah. Let's, but either way, so we just soaked up this vibe, and it was a date night vibe that we didn't expect. Didn't know it was going to be there. Mm-mm. We walked around. We got caught up in the current of people really walking did. down a closed down North Clark Street, just closed yes. just for us, for people. Mm-hmm. And we got you just, you know, one, everybody wants a ticket. Everybody's yeah, looking I, for we a ticket. Yeah, we were today years old when, when we realized if you want a ticket, everybody. you can get it. Walk around like this. One's a ticket. If you want two tickets? Walk around like this. And it took me like four minutes to have the best aroma in the planet that I think, and that's pot smell, of course, marijuana. I love it. Yeah, it it. was everywhere. Yeah, I love it. That's the best part of it. So we got to just walk around, soak up this deadhead vibe. Yeah. While they're all excited to see the concert, Mm -hmm. then they started streaming into the concert in Wrigley Field. Mm -hmm. We streamed out, and then we saw this movie. So the movie's Past Lives. It's about this couple, mm-hmm. like I said before, and their lives intersect. And the questions about it is, will their lives intersect again in this lifetime? Did they intersect in previous lifetimes? And would they intersect again in future lifetimes? Mm-hmm. And this was a painful kind of a... It wasn't like a rom-com. No, it didn't have no happy ending, typical ending. All that. It just kind of left you like... It was a thinker piece that made you wonder about relationships and people and connections. And if you're together... possible misconnections. A lot of misconnections in our lives. Is there someone in your life that you want to be in your life, but it just isn't happening? It can't happen? It Mm -hmm. won't happen? Well, that's what happened in the movie, and Mm -hmm. they're hoping it may happen in a future lifetime of some kind. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a saying, as in yen. Uh, for Korean, is, what it means is that connectedness of coming back and being with someone. Yeah. Two, two souls, two people intersecting again and again. Mm-hmm. Could be 8,000 times in a lifetime. Exactly. I mean, in an existence or not. Yes. So we watched the movie and at this Alamo Draft House cinema. Mm-hmm. Amazing. We, it was, it was it the was best so experience. It was so cool. We you ever have had. to go. Yeah, you have tables in front of you. Uh, they come down like ninjas. Servers come down and ask you exactly what you want. You have a menu. You can get entrees. You can get food, drinks, popcorn. The chairs reclined. We had the best shakes. It, it was cookies. Just, it was an amazing experience. Even I had if, coffee. <laughs> yeah, even if you saw a movie from the 1940s, you don't even care about it. just the experience of watching was, the movie. It was there. very fun. It was all for adults, pretty much adults only, which is a nice yeah. fact. So there's no yeah, kids there's running really, around. Yeah, and it has a very strong 80s motif when you I think that's their whole thing because they yeah. had a, a Ferris Bueller's uh, photo op yeah, you display know there. display there and a couple of others like you could you could even rent DVDs there and and I don't know if they you had, did and I had yeah. a bar it had everything it had watched. everything it was very yeah. cool it we was a great experience highly suggest yeah. this and don't experience go, I would suggest um, to look ahead and make sure that there's no concert or games going on at Wrigley Field nah that added that, that's the whole point of this podcast that added to the whole night alright well make sure like without the no no the point is is to not make sure of anything the point I think of this podcast is organic dates that just start off small not knowing what you're going to do and they just blossom and and you have to run with it you have to flow with it like a current well that you can't a lot plan. of people can't do that a no, lot of people can well we didn't plan this we didn't want this to happen we just kind of got stuck in the flow and we just rolled with it 
True. We could have complained about the deadheads, and I hate the smell of pot, and I don't want to see any more tie-dye, and I don't have a ticket. Get out of my head. You know, it was none of that. We just took the flow. That's the point, I, I think, of this podcast mm-hmm. is that there's organic dates. You can make it happen if you just kind of allow it to happen. Oh. Because we kind of allowed that day to happen. We didn't really plan on anything. No. It happened to us. Yeah, the only thing we planned on was the movie. Just the movie. And I thought it'd be like in Valpo. So I didn't want to go out of my own city because I'm so lazy. (laughs) But everything snowballed from there. And that is the anatomy of a date. If you can allow this to happen, to have have a flow in a way. Mm -hmm. And tying back to the movie, Past Lives, by the way, it's going to be a limited run. It could be, uh, what, can it be for an Oscar? Can that kind of a movie? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Some kind of awards, right? Yeah, right. It's usually the kind of movie that we never see. And right. we go, we should see that after it gets all these awards. And we never do. But oh, is, I know. Right? After we watch the Academy Awards, we should see more We should more see movies. more movies. We don't get out enough. So we got out for this. You can get out for this as well. The movie, though, is about fate is not viewed as a predetermined pathway, but more as intertwined concept. And this is the inion, the, yes. the word for it. That the simple choices we make all are predicated on countless path lies mm-hmm. taken before. And that's like the pathway of, of a date. Mm-hmm. Like you have the best of dates. And I know, I've, you know, we've had dates before our previous lifetimes that went horrible. Yes. But it looks good on paper, right? Yes. It looks really good on paper. You can do right. this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we have a checkling, mm-hmm. and then it all just snowballs and it doesn't pan out at all. No. But this kind of organic date, mm-hmm. we'll call it, yeah. it can happen if you just allow it to happen. And we didn't know that. No. We didn't plan on it. No. And it all just snowballed. It did. And we could thank the Dead and Company. We could thank Deadheads. We could thank Wrigleyville. We could thank the cinema that we didn't even and know existed. And thank the gentleman that led us through the barricade. And especially the security guard cop who led us through the barricade yeah. to let this happen or else we'd be stuck again. But so, if you allow things to happen and you take it with a little bit of humor, then you'd be surprised of how well your day will go. And then the rest of the evening. So we saw the movie, The Thinker Piece. Mm-hmm. We had the best shakes. I had some kind of caramel salt caramel shake whatever I had in my life before I had that too we got dumped out back again on North Clark mm-hmm. the dead is still the dead oh, yeah, company they were, is still they were playing, playing. The of crowds course, weren't as probably their no. fourth encore who knows yeah. people are still hanging outside oh yeah we still got to soak up the vibe as long as we can we call it squeezing an orange you got to kind of squeeze that orange dry mm-hmm. as much as you can till we actually yeah. had to bail out of the city mm-hmm. we had to leave before oh yeah we didn't mass want, we didn't want to be caught Field. again so we got out of there and it also the movie got us thinking about couples and couples who are together now, couples who are together maybe earlier mm-hmm. in their life, couples who want to get back together when they're older, yeah. and all the possibilities of, of couplehood. Yes. So we thought we had to share the experience mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast, not only because the organic date, yeah. but about couples and, and how they reconnect and connect. And some couples don't stay together, and some don't meet again, right? Yeah, exactly. Or some just kind of get reconnected. Weren't you disappointed, I'll bet, a little bit at the end of the movie because you thought they were going to embrace, yes. kiss? There was one at the very end of the movie you thought it was going to end in the typical Hollywood fashion. Exactly. And it didn't. And I love that fashion. And you're like, my God, that's... That's real. That is real. That's it how... It was a very real movie and it just made you think. And and I remember one of the reviews said it was hopeful. Would you say it was hopeful? It maybe it's hopeful for the big picture for yeah, multiple lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you can reconnect with someone possibly in this Indian. Yeah, um, we always say that we phenomenon. we did this on a previous show that we made fun of like if we met in past lives. Every like, time I had syphilis, she said. Yeah, well, every he, time he, we met in a previous well, life, I, I died of syphilis. I always said. said that you know in a past all these past lives that Jerry was um, alone, but he wasn't lonely, and so. <laughs> But I'm one of the loner. things, but I always say we, we had to have 
cross paths before we ever met. Because, I mean... Yeah, do you believe in this theory? I don't know. I mean, we'd lo- we want to believe in this concept. What's that? The concept of lifetime, previous lifetimes, reincarnation, being together in previous lifetimes and reconnecting. Like they said in the movie, uh, maybe one of them was a bird, one was a branch. Yes. Right? Or one, maybe... One was a king and the other was... Yeah. Something or other. Yeah, I don't could remember. Could be a peasant. Or who, were, peasant, we, who yeah. were we in previous incarnations yes, of our exactly. lives? And I don't know. Or I'd like we to want to believe that, that, but do we? I always like to, to say that we... Our paths crossed before we met, but we were in the same airspace. Case in point, back in like 90, I think, uh, Jane's Addiction was playing at the Aragon Ballroom, and we happened to be at that same show. Didn't know each other. Didn't know each other. But I always think to myself, if we just kind of brushed up against each other, we're like, ooh, ooh, excuse me. That, oh, sorry. That was in the movie. Yeah, like if we it's just Indian, like you just brush just a up. Brush, if I right? accidentally brushed up against Jerry, didn't know him, but then I felt something from the stranger. Well, if you, if she brushed up against a nerd in the mosh pit <laughs> who was getting abused and throwing a chair thrown at him, that was me. You were in the mosh pit. I was. Were you really? I was. You never told me that. Well, I did. You now. were in the. Yeah, and then chairs were flying. I remember because when things settled down for Jane's Addiction, and they played Jane Says. Yeah, that was the yes. most mellowest song that Jane's right. Addiction had mm-hmm. in the repertoire. Then everything settled down. I went, what am I doing here? I remember looking around. They brought, they brought out a bongo on stage, if you remember. And they're playing a, a, sl- a slow bongo for that mm-hmm. song, I think. Everything slowed down. And I go, I can't believe I'm in this situation. I look back at my friend Mark, and he's back, way in the way back, looking at me, thinking, what are you doing? And I didn't realize. Like, I, I got swept up. It's like that date thing. You get swept up into something. A uh-huh. current of people, a current of enthusiasm, current of energy. Wow. I got swept up into that mosh pit of Jane's addiction, and I didn't expect to be there. Did you get hurt? No, no. I got scared because <laughs> I'm a big weenie. <laughs> I, got, I got, well, not scared like for my life, but I go, oh, my God, I can't believe this. It was dangerous. You know what I mean? People I can't just, believe you did that. I didn't either. That was my point. That's my, that's, I was today years old when I realized he was in the mosh pit that night. I was way up in the balcony. That's the point also about the, the, this, this episode of the podcast, mm-hmm. that you just you get swept up into these things, and you have to let the current take you where it oh, takes you. Oh, yes, gosh. So we were both at that Jane's Addiction show. We didn't know each other. No. We, we may have brushed, may have not. Same airspace. airspace. We right. have no idea. Exactly. But it, it could have it could have mattered. Well, it reminds it me of that, that saying, I think it was my Angelo that said it, instead of thinking all th- – instead of thinking – how everything will go wrong. Think of how everything will go right. Yeah, do you do that? No. No, I'm trying she does to. not do I'm that. I'm really trying to embrace that. Garen has a penchant for envisioning all the worst-case scenarios of every situation possible. Because some crossing it off worst list things it have happen. happened to me, so you kind of like, well... And hmm. all it takes is like one or two worst things to happen in your life, and then you're fearful of it again and again. I know. Like with I dates. Know. Like with dates. Yeah, dates going bad. Dates well, going good. We'll just always think about this could go very right. We're going to circle back. Last thing about this segment Mm -hmm. is that all started this whole blossoming of an organic date and allowing things to happen and meeting all these cool people and experiencing this and Mm -hmm. also getting maybe a contact high outside of Wrigley, which we love too. Yeah. It all started with a newspaper story. Yeah, so read your newspapers. I read a newspaper story and it just suggested this movie review. Next thing you know, here we are. Yes, exactly. Let us know if an experience, if you have Yeah, we would love an experience like that. If you let us know. A date turned out way better than it ever expected. Or, or way worse. <laughs> <laughs> we really want the latter. Yeah. Yeah. If not, for sure. Let us know for sure about that. Yeah. We'll have you on the show. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so today was a very sad day. Um, it's June. It's what, June 13th. And today we said goodbye to... Not my- a person. Don't worry. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no, not a person. No, no. <laughs> 
But um, my car, um, it was a Hyundai Tucson. I bought um, my Tucson brand new in 2005. 2005. 2005. That so long ago. She had 170,000 miles on her. Which is nothing. Yeah. And we had to say goodbye to her today. She just, she... She, she had a battery we could not resuscitate. Her brakes were sponges, and one of them barely worked. And just one of them and barely worked. And her insides were really rusted yeah. out. She crossed the rain, the west, not the, the rainbow bridge, bridge, the rusted she bridge. She crossed the rusted, the rusted bridge, bridge, but man, she was the best. She, uh, we taught uh, Bob and Sarah um, to drive on that car. It was a perfect car for both of them. It once was Bobby's car. He solely took it to school. Then when he went off to college, it was solely Sarah's car. She took it to school. It it never got into a major accident at all, just one minor fender bender and one where I backed out of the garage and I knocked the mirror off. But other than that... Took us in Chicago dozens of times. Took us on the East Coast. It, yeah, it took us to Virginia. It For took instance, us to Tennessee. Indianapolis. Wisconsin. All these spots. And we kind of forget a family car, a family vehicle matters. Yeah, it does. People, we get close to it. We have an affinity for it. It's we our do. car. We, it, it's your car. It's a family Sarah car. Sarah and her friends. All Bob the memories and his friends. In it. Oh, all the messes I mean, The messes Sarah spilled a whole can of root beer in the back seat. You and know, just, just to name a few. There's there. still probably sand in that car. From, oh, from, from all the many beaches. Yeah, all the different many beaches from Visits, all you. Yeah, yes. exactly. And that's what cars mean to us, mean mm -hmm. to families. And we thought we would recognize that on, she said, he said yeah. that. Family dynamics come with family stuff we own, and what's the bigger stuff next to a house than a car? Yeah, you always you think of the the road trips and it's all the always singing the same car. and DVD players in the back that went oh, down. We, we had did that. that. Yes, I remember yeah. that and. And yeah. telling kids in the back, be quiet. We're not there yet. Or, oh, I know. Shut up. Yeah. Stop fighting. Yeah, we'll stop. We'll, stop we'll, fighting. We get, yeah, or it, it was just a great car. It's like it a was, mini home on wheels. It it's really the same was. dynamics get transported from a house to a car, mm -hmm. and those same dynamics between people, relationships, couples, kids, yeah. fighting, bickering, oh. singing together, yes. joining people together, learning eating to, together, learning to drive, having meals together. Mm -hmm. It's much more important than we think, and it we is. wanted to recognize that on the show, and yeah, I'm going to write and, a column about it as I'm, well. I know we're not alone. I know there's people out there that have had their cars many, many, many years, and it means a lot to them. And so she and, she just done good by us. And it was on life support life support for several months. Oh, it really was. We didn't know how to drive. We were worried about driving it. We were warned by a mechanic, don't drive it. Don't, yes. It's dangerous it's, to drive. So we said, okay. Then we didn't know if we, what to do with it. It sat on our curb lay too long, many months. Yeah. And finally we pulled the trigger, so to speak. And that doesn't sound nice, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And I gave it one last hug. I hugged the Today, literally wheel. today she did. There's this little mermaid sticker that Sarah stuck on the dash many, many years ago. It was still there. Still there. there. There's still gum stuck in the ashtray. There's still a candy bar that melted that we couldn't the, really scrape out. In That's the in the car. Yeah, yeah, right. These are what these vehicles represent to us. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just, but and, there was no rips in the upholstery. Yeah, there's the upside. Just a lot of stains. And it's going straight to the what? He said that. Oh, the Alex crusher. Said? Straight to the crusher. But not until some of her parts will be used for other cars. So her tires are still good. So she will live on like, in other cars. Like organ donation for people. You could say that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna the Tucson will live on with other vehicles. Yeah, and 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 she will yeah, she will live on. And we know you've lost a vehicle like that as well. Yeah. And it's kind of like a natural aging thing. Loss it of the is. family member. Karen yeah, has a little bit of melancholy to her. I do. I mean, I just that yeah. car has been with us for so long. She was 
She never got a name. We usually name all our cars. Yeah, my car's Betsy. My car's Stubbs. But Tucson, it was just the Tucson. Tucson never got a name. Boo. I know. I don't know why we never named her. But um, she was with me when I was a single mom and having to truck my kids everywhere in the you know, we took it to the drive-in, and we just oh, shoved it everywhere. everywhere. Everything. That was my car. Yeah. My car should have died first. It's Betsy. It's a 2004 <laughs> Chevy Monte Carlo with 200, I'm sorry, 307,000 miles. 300,000 miles. It's still creeping along, but I don't want to give it up right. yet. Yeah. So if you have a family car that you lost, you loved, you lost, mm-hmm. and it's gone, we want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, we do. Share it with us. Yeah. Jerry, what's your rant of the week this week? Oh, man, I have like one every day. This week, okay, we had a problem getting parking in Chicago. It's a big deal. And you're just getting any kind of parking spot in oh, Chicago. It's, it's, it's a thing, right? Whoa, Every time. Yeah. And we had an exceptionally hard time this past weekend for a concert yeah. that we were there, a mm-hmm. show, movie, that kind of stuff. So I get back home. We're in Valparaiso, and I'm trying to get a couple a parking spot to, like, a store a couple days ago and also today at the gym. And mm-hmm. there's people circling around to get a parking spot close to the entrance. They're fine. They're not no disabled plates. They're fine. Weather's fine. It's all fine. They're just what's wrong with people who keep circling around to get a little bit of closer spot? Just walk ten extra feet. Well, I think it's funny when they walk try to get a closer spot at the, at the gym. gym. You're going to a gym to work Come out, on. and they're circling to get closer to the entrance. You got to warm up those muscles. What park are you far away. doing? Just park far away. Anyway, people who do that just they annoy the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. I mean, I understand if they come out and they're limping. You have a problem. You have a disability. Maybe I get all that. But yes. when you just jump out of the car and you're fine and you wait and you're... Oh, people who wait or even worse, people who circle. Yes. They wait for a spot, like for seven minutes or whatever it is. They'll wait for a car to leave a spot that's three spaces closer to the entranceway. Mm-mm-mm. Come on. Come on. Park in you Siberia. Park in the remote section. Walk an extra 10 feet, you can 20, do that. That's what you're, whatever you're it is. You're young and able and strong. You're going to no. work out. Boy, I tell you. And it all got compounded today when I was at the gym and I saw somebody circling around twice. And I think they're waiting for me to, to leave and I was sending a text and I couldn't do it. Oh. I was like, get out of here. Just what go would park. you do if they honked their horn at Oh, you? my God. I don't honk. I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a car honker. I rarely honk. I think I've honked, what, twice in our yeah, relationship. Okay. But what if they're honking at you? Yeah, I know. I don't to, know. To, come on. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Let's oh, go. I, oh, then I would send extra texts. I would not. <laughs> I would not leave. For then sure. Then you start watching YouTube and I would, TikToks. Yeah, I would do. A, I would send a post. I would be there an extra seven minutes again. Yeah, yeah I would not course. do that. So that's my rant of the week, folks. Get out there and stay tuned to see what he says next week. Nah, something pissy. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Hey, we appreciate you tuning into our show. Oh, absolutely. It's been she Said, He Said with Karen and Jerry. We'd appreciate if you watch us at nwi.com. And take a listen to us on Spotify, iHeart, Google. Apple, Odyssey. Yeah, we're there. And Omni. And Omni. And yeah, drop us a line on Facebook. And he's on Twitter and LinkedIn. I'm Instagram. on Instagram. He's yeah, on Instagram. Right. If you know us personally, send us a text. Give us some feedback, you know, or give us some topic ideas. We'd love to hear what you have to say. We appreciate it. Have a great week. Okay. See you next time. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to She Said, He Said with Karen and Jerry Davich. Sponsored by Times Media Company and Lee Enterprises. And recorded at Creative Space in downtown Hobart. Find us at nwi.com and where you find all your podcasts. If you enjoy our show, we hope you return with your own viewpoints about couples, relationships, and the subtle or not so subtle differences between spouses, mates, partners, and potential partners. We welcome your opinions, your experiences, and especially your love lessons.